This is a win-colon lie. Talk radio without the spelling. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Uh, quick heads up that uh, we're expecting one of our monthly fire alarm drills. At any second, the show will usually pause, interrupted by some screams from me on occasion, but uh, I don't know. We're, we're also hoping that Susan wakes up there in Pacific time to uh, call in to the show. She texted me last night saying she intended to. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, damn thing. I'm sitting, I don't want to get started and then be interrupted, but I, I have a feeling that's going to happen. Um, would that we could have a fire alarm during the president's address from the Oval Office tonight at 9 o'clock. You know, after all, if it's, He's going to tell us the, we're facing a national security crisis and a humanitarian crisis caused, of course, by his policies. Uh, fire alarm would be like, uh, actually, it'd be a wonderful sort of little addendum, I would think. Well, the fire alarm is late. Ah, things, you know, trains don't run on time, the fire alarms don't start when they're supposed to. God, dang it. I, um, initially, when I heard that Trump was doing this thing, I thought, well, I can't possibly. I can't. I cannot be expected to trouble my already troubled mind uh, so s close to bedtime uh, by having to uh, ingest in any way visually, audibly, in any way, this horrific human being's blatherings, especially when he's going to do what we all suspect he's going to do, of course, lie through his teeth. Uh, is Susan here? Okay. Great. All right. Hi, Suze. Hi, sorry, my phone, uh, uh, the cell phone was not allowing me to call in, but I did what any thinking person did does. I rebooted my phone. And it works and now. It worked. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you're, you're with us. I've, I'm, I've warned the audience already that we are supposedly going to endure a fire alarm uh, today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But usually that's... Can it, come, can, can, it, can it come tonight instead and drown out Trump? <laughs> you know, Susan, I just, yeah. sa I just said the same thing. You did? Yeah. <laughs> God, I did. So... Well, we have the familial brain. <laughs> what can I say? Jeez. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I just said the same thing, and I don't know why it hasn't started, damn it. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to start the show and then be interrupted by it. It's already four minutes late, so I guess I have to get going well, and then be interrupted. Like, it's, it's like the commercial for the Ellen DeGeneres uh, show, uh, game show where she tortures people by 
dropping the floor out from underneath them, and she and she makes them wait and wait and wait. <laughs> what is that? You know, I have never and, I've never watched that show. I've only seen the. Um, I haven't either. And I, I'm thinking I just, it just seems humor. no. What is funny about dropping the floor out from under people? I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And uh, I, it's beyond me. This passes as this is what people enjoy. I don't get it. I don't well, get much of, of anything. It's the, it's the sort of mean spirited, mean spirited fun that people like to say is all in a. It's all fine because everybody's a willing participant and right. we're all laughing at ourselves. But you know the fact of the matter isn't is that's that's bullshit. We're we're laughing at that poor woman being terrified that she knows that the floor is about to drop out from underneath her. Uh, you know, I but you know I don't get roller coasters either. See, I don't think well, that's I fun. Don't Some people actually find that fun. Right, but then look, I don't get it, and and it it seems to run counter to Ellen DeGeneres's sort of you know sweet. Uh, public image. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, but I and and yeah, I, I don't either. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, oh, I there's none she's of these shows. Tired of that. Yeah, I do too. I re I did read somewhere that her stand-up act is an attempt to uh, disengage herself a bit from that uh, from her daytime persona. Oh, who gives a shit? And where is a goddamn fire alarm? I wonder if anybody heard me. I think they might have. Um, so, uh, Susan, so the president. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you think, I mean, so tonight is he going, first of all, it just pisses me off that all the networks are, you know, rolling over and giving they him. They capitulated. Right. There was, a, there was a shining moment when it looked like none of them would well, they actually didn't immediately, and they sat, and then they clearly caved. I saw one uh, executive say, what is true, that if we don't give him the time, he will, um, of course, use that to say that we are biased and purveyors of fake news. And if we do give him the time, we then uh, aid and abet him in spreading lies fear, uh, you know, who knows what. So I really think the smartest thing is something I saw, which is air it with a five-minute delay and and a constant correction, fact check a fact check. Yeah. I'm serious. That's what you do. I think so, too. And um, I know that the Democrats have asked for time after for a rebuttal or a fact check, and I haven't heard that they've been given it. I mean, obviously... I haven't I haven't heard that either, but I go back and forth about whether I think that's a good idea because, you know, then it just becomes whenever a president speaks, the other side gets to rebut. And, and, and I really feel that this is a special circumstance, and the only argument that I would make that it deserves a rebuttal is because every appearance he makes is essentially a campaign right. um, speech. Yeah. And a, a, ca a campaign speech and not any serious discussion of current events and his, his policy towards such. 
and the second that he veers off into clearly political speech, um, that is when I would have the Democrats saying, okay, now we want equal time. But to, to do it before then, I think is, you know, just right. setting up a precedent that you might uh, be upset that you established when you're president. Okay. Uh, good point. We have uh, callers lining up, so we better get to them. Uh, caller number one. Go ahead, please. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. It's Kristen. How are you? Fine. How are you? We're fine. Good morning. I'm good. Um, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, I had to laugh when you talked about the floor dropping out because I've watched, you know, just uh, going through the channels, and I've seen that she also has people come out dressed up as gorillas or spiders to scare people, but I never knew about the floor dropping out from people. Yeah, they fall. <laughs> it looks like a long way, what, into water, obviously, or something. Uh, no, oh. it's a mattress. Oh, a mattress. A mattress. That's terrible. <laughs> Well, you could hurt yourself. They must. Oh, sure. Well, I'm, sure they fi- I'm sure they figured out a way that people don't get hurt or they would have been sued by now. But she's got a whole game show that is predicated on the misery of others. Yeah, yeah that's what it's about. Stupid. And not my cup of tea. No. Well, that's there we go. There we go. I just, I just sort of roll my eyes and change the channel as usual. That's right. It's time for a little HGTV. Exactly. <laughs> oh God. But um, also, as far as as far as this whole Trump thing, I I just refuse to watch tonight. I'm not doing it. Sorry, I can't. I understand. I I cannot. I you know, sit listen to seven and eight seven or eight minutes of him lying incessantly, and then of course puffing himself up that he's going to be the big hero and the Democrats are horrible and. Yeah. No, no, not going to do it. Okay, totally understand, totally understand. Uh, and yeah. Well, enjoy. As far en- as I'm concerned, he needs to own this shutdown. It's his, It's on him. It's not on anybody else. That's right. Well, we have video, I believe, uh, in which he proudly says he will own it. So there you have it. Hey, thank you. Appreciate the call, Oh, Kristen. sure, no problem. You ladies have a great day. You too. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we got another caller here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, hey, I think it's me, is it? Yes, it's you. Yeah. Oh, hey, I was just listening, and I'm quickly online looking. I was, I'm just, I'm tired of just, excuse the language, bullshit. This whole thing that there's no precedent for um, giving airtime or not giving airtime, bullshit. And I'm looking it up. I heard online today in 2014, yep. Obama asked for airtime on an immigration speech, and he was denied by all the networks airtime. That is correct. So there is precedent here, and the precedent is no. We think it's political, and we're not giving you any airtime. That's all I have to say. Thank we you. Have to, we have we need facts. Thank okay, you. Bye. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, 2014. I saw that too. Uh, President Barack Obama asked for network airtime on. Interestingly, on the subject of immigration, uh, and they turned him down. And um, and and yet this one gets the time. It's just it's just amazing. The squeaky wheel, well, the brat gets totally. Yeah, he's totally bamboozled everybody by, well, by being a brat. Right, and but that's how you do it. If you, 
if you refuse to play by the rules, then the rules don't work. Uh, I mean, I know that seems obvious, but this is what is staring us in our face, that he refuses to play by those rules. So um, we we need to stop being surprised that, that that's what he's going to do, and anything that is done in response will be used against you. You know, uh, 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 a million miles away, uh, uh, yesterday, uh, the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, uh, Bibi Netanyahu, who's also in big trouble uh, with a bunch of, uh, you know, criminal investigations uh, heading his way, he announced that he was giving a national speech on a very, uh, he may built it up into a big to-do. The Israeli media was freaking out. What's he going to do? Is he going to do something extraordinary? Is he going to resign? Is he going to blah, 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 blah. So he gets the airtime, and what does he do? He does a Trump. He talks about the grievance with it's just a a grievance and people are you know not being nice to me and i will i will win in the end and it had nothing to do with anything and this is why i'm bringing this up one i mean it didn't go well he didn't get any good press for it at all people said it's clear this guy looks like he's scared um and 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 the, the wonderful thing is, is one of the Israeli networks pulled the plug on him as soon as it became wow. clear that he wasn't delivering what he had said he was going to do. They pulled the plug. I doubt that we'll see wow. such a thing. Yeah, I doubt that we'll see such a thing here, but uh, way to go. You know the other the sad thing uh, that is in the news today is that for the first time in uh, 25 years, which is the quarter century that she has served on the Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. did not show up for oral arguments yesterday. So e- even the most extraordinary, uh, tough broad that we know can't couldn't do it damn it well you know what thank goodness thank goodness she sat down and stayed home and gave herself a job to keep us from this and right you know i'm just i'm just uh you know this is one of the times when i say thoughts and prayers i'm i'm praying my butt off and i'm thinking real hard but, you know, stay home, Ruth. Yeah. I, she's working from – I am under no illusion that she's not lying there reading and listening. Oh, no, 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 no. She's you incapable know, of it. She's, she's lying in bed, and yeah. she's going to – she's working. Now, that would not be restful. Yeah, that would yeah. not be restful for her. No. No, but, she'd be losing yeah, her mind. Uh, yeah. Damn. Speaking of which, uh, our mother and uh, I went to see the, the On the Basis of Sex the other day. Oh really? I've sort of had it with all yeah. the the video. I I thought the um, documentary. Yeah, I was, uh, we, we were we were both very ho hummy about it. Yeah, I think the documentary is uh, the best thing. The movie and, yeah. and the documentary was much better. Right. 
Um, and um, this is, you know, and then they have the, well, I'm not going to say, but it's just, there are things about it that just irritate Okay. Me. I'm willing to uh, bet the same, honest, I just want to say the same I'm yeah. willing to bet will be said about the Mr. Rogers Hollywood movie that's coming out with Tom Hanks, as opposed to the uh, documentary that was done about him, Won't You right. Be My Neighbor. The documentary was wondrous. I don't think the Hollywood version is going to play as as well, and I'm not surprised well, that... Well, the whole thing is, is you don't need the Hollywood version. No, that's you, right. You can't improve right. on what was. Exactly right, and it's not as if you don't have the video to do an extraordinary documentary with uh, in both instances. So Hollywood always trying to make a buck when the reality and the archive that exists and the real human being, and in this case one who's still alive, is, is just way, way, way better than some uh, dramatic account. It's unnecessary. So I agree. Honestly, honestly, the only thing I got from it was what a miracle it was that that she found her husband. Oh, that man! Oh, her. I want him. Be, be because that man. Oh. And I mean, and this is clearly the truth about him. Yeah. Took such joy. Right. In, in her brilliance, and I mean, it, it was clearly the most. Um, uh, self-confident of men himself, right. knew his value, knew right. his mind, knew his worth, was not threatened by her, right. had a wonderful career himself, but his greatest joy was clearly her and her success. I just want to say, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the luckiest person in the universe, and let's raise a glass to Marty Ginsburg, who might well be the most selfless, wondrous husband in the universe. Marty Ginsburg, ladies and gentlemen. God bless him. I think he just loved her. I think he just loved her. But it was more than that, as you say, because he also was secure in himself. Yes. Right? He was really a rather incredible, wondrous human being in in his own right. At a time when it wasn't done, he could... uh, he could take on all the feminine duties that the wife was to do and have no problem with it at all. And he was not a doormat. He was funny. He was wondrous. And he, as you say, he just loved her to be so loved. Wow. Wow. Ruth. <laughs> we have another caller, Susan. We have a call. Hello. Hi. Hey, I was just going to say that nobody could uh, play uh, Fred, Mr. Rogers. He was a unique person. And, right. Uh, Tom Hanks would be the last person I would pick. He might as well pick a ham sandwich. And <laughs> is, uh, to me, Tom Hanks, I don't like the man. Never did. I just don't like him. And he'd be the last person I'd. But I'm like you. Hollywood always has to jump on that money wagon to make a buck on uh, bios of people, which they do terrible jobs most of the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I hear you. So. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, thank Goodbye. you. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, the historical ones work better because we don't know those people. That's right. That's right. But to do so the, the real-time ones, so, uh-uh. You know, 
Right. Watch, you know, Elizabeth and Mary or, or you know, or watch the because that's I mean, that's at least fun. And you can accept someone else's vision as readily as you can, you know, exactly. accept your own. So yeah. that makes more sense. But when you're, you know, two things, when your own memory is there, first of all. And second of all, when, as you say, all the documentation is there, why not let these incredible people tell their own incredible stories? There you go. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. And I just want to uh, remind everybody, what happened to the fire alarm drill? Remember back in the day? (laughs) Remember 2018 when it used to happen right on the dot? 10 a.m. Jeez. Barbara, you have to stop sending me these depressing things. Barbara has sent me this. She says, how about this headline? Okay, I'll, I'll share it. Uh, report, it says, Catholic Church knew priests were raping nuns in India for decades. <sighs> yeah, I read, th- I read that a while ago. That's an AP I report, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, the nuns yeah, told of. I even her, commented on that. Yeah. Right? Drunk old priests waking nuns in the dead of night, forcing themselves upon them. Nuns afraid to report their sexual assaults for fear of being ostracized and blamed. Oh, God. The report says the Vatican has long been aware of nuns sexually abused by priests and bishops in Asia, Europe, South America, and Africa, but has done very little to stop it. And so the AP went and looked at a single country, India, and oh yeah yeah, all right. Let's talk about something happier. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Oh. Go ahead. I dare you. Okay. Think of something happy. Okay. I got one. I got one. It's it's about a restaurant in New Hampshire. Did you hear about it? No. No. Oh, good. Ha <laughs> ha. First of all. It's um, it's a uh, it's a Vietnamese restaurant, and uh, you know in Vietnamese restaurants you have something called well I've always said pho p h o. Oh, I do know this. Yeah, p h o pho pho, but it's pronounced yeah, it's pho. pho. I didn't know it was pronounced pho, but yeah, here's pho. the thing. Yeah. So this restaurant just opened, and uh, it it opened in the city of uh, Keene. K-E-E-N-E, New Hampshire, in the city hall. So the city hall had a little space for um, a restaurant in it, and they opened up, and they put up their sign, and that's when the trouble started, because it said, coming soon, Pho, P-H-O, Keen, the city name, King. Pho, King, King. Right? That's it. Folking. No, Folking, great. No, I don't know. Folking. Folking. Yeah. And the city manager went nuts uh, and said the sign has to be taken down. And meanwhile, um, everybody has decided to, I don't think, I don't know where it stands now, but apparently there are restaurants all over the country that have stuff like that. There's um, a Fall Real in Silver Spring, Maryland. There's a Forever Yum in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's a lot of fuck kings. Of course. <laughs> and fucking delicious and, and in L.A. LA. <laughs> And that's and that's and that's predicated on the fact that they're assuming that we we folk don't know how to pronounce like I don't right. King. But even if you say folk, right, like it comes like Dairy Queen. It's folk king. Yeah, but, but no, it's fucking. It's fucking. <laughs> so if <laughs> there's a food truck in Washington that's called What the Fuck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, and people are now totally behind the restaurant, and uh, people are saying the only thing the city of Keene needs more than a great pho place is a sense of humor. So there you have right. it, ladies and gentlemen, the fucking great, fucking great. That's what it's called, fucking great restaurant. Right, right. That wouldn't work here because it'd be fa Pittsburgh. You know that doesn't do it. But well, it's I, hope, key. I hope I right. I hope the fa leave. Uh, you know lives up to it. Yeah, I hope it's good stuff. Who the hell knows? Um. Okay, Susan. This is the kind of story that has always puzzled the hell out of me. This one it actually is more horrific, and I'm sure you might have heard of it, but you know these stories you hear when a woman, you know, suffering from you know abdominal cramps, uh, you know, is taken to the hospital and delivers an eight-pound baby, right? And mm -hmm. and she says, I didn't know I was pregnant. And her husband says, I didn't know she was pregnant. And everybody around her says, she had a baby? I've never understood how the hell that happens. Seriously. Uh, but this one is particularly unbelievable because this involves a woman who for a decade has been in a vegetative state oh yeah well yeah in a health care facility in phoenix where she receives round-the-clock care taking care of every aspect of her being so at one day they find her moaning didn't know it was wrong, and they didn't know it was wrong until pretty much a baby was coming out of her. Now, explain to me how the hell that is. First of all, we know that some... It's a uh, rape. So obviously, she was raped. But how does a, is a woman who is under constant medical care Not found to be pregnant. Well, what are you looking for? Well, I mean, I mean, you're assuming that there were regular signs of everything, you know, regular menstrual. You don't know any of that. Well, what about and her so, stuff? Uh, what about the sheet that she's covered with? All of a sudden, you know, going up. You know what I mean? She's lying on her back, and all of a sudden, the the silhouette is different. I mean, I just don't understand. Well, no, I don't. Well, I've never ever understood it. Now, how do you find the guy? Well, clearly, you do what a DNA test on the baby. Yeah. 
And then what? Do you force well, all would, the men would, in I the would, facility? I would, I, would or, I would order every single man in the place to, to give up a sample. You bet I would. Voluntarily. I, mean, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether it's legal. I would ask for volunteers first, and then I'd go after the people that did. Uh-huh. Although that might bring up some uh, – the ACLU might be on that as a invasion of – privacy no i'm sure that there i'm sure there are constitutional issues but the, 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 the well you know and now we can zero in on especially when they have when they know about they can certainly ask for a list of employees without even asking for the dna test but in this age of familial dna we already know of several cold cases that right. have been solved by honing in on uh true family yeah. So now we're starting with a known list of possibles, and you can just go back through there. You know, you can just start a, a much smaller search, and you'd probably find someone fairly immediately. I would be worried if I were this person. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this person is worried, without a doubt. Despicable person. You see the... Son of a bitch, French uh, TV star and art and uh, author. Um, he he said in a magazine article, actually the uh, Marie Claire m magazine. He said, um, by the way, he's he's 50 years old. And he said it was not possible for him to make love to a woman 50 or older. And he said women in their 50s were invisible to him. He went on to say, listen, Susan, I prefer younger women's bodies. That's all. End of. The body of a 25-year-old woman is extraordinary. The body of a 50, a woman of 50, is not extraordinary at all. And he went on to say he preferred to date Asian women particularly Koreans, Chinese, and Japanese. It's perhaps sad and reductive, he says, for the women I go out with, but the Asian type is sufficiently rich, large, and infinite for me not to be ashamed. What the fuck? Susan? Oh, oh, I'm just shocked that Mary Claire is publishing it. Well, they did. It's the French edition. Well, so that's part of the so that that's part of their culture, and that's apparently just fine with those women. I not according to the uh, outrage that has occurred as a result. So well, then good. Uh, although the way some women, like another journalist who's a woman who's fifty-two, put. I assume her naked uh, backside on her Instagram account and said, voila, the buttocks of a woman age 52. What an imbecile you are. You don't know what you're missing, you and your tiny, paunchy brain. You know, that's not the right response. No. Um, but, you know, women, and, and we have we have noted this before, that women of a certain age, and Susan and I are certainly in that uh, in that age group, um, 
have often remarked how all of a sudden, I mean, the first time you rec you notice it, you're sort of stunned, but then you cease to be stunned by it. How you note that you clearly are invisible. Would you agree? Yeah, they, um, uh, yeah, I do. I count on it actually. I I sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> you like. <laughs> you get to go I stealth. Start, you know. Yeah. It, I've given up on the tyranny of makeup or, you know, yeah. or, you know, I'm clean. I, you know, but I don't, I don't go out of my way to bedazzle myself, myself for a lot of reasons. One of which is because I don't, I think I actually at this age look better with less makeup. I, it doesn't. No, I think it's true. Nice yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, no, I, but I've also experienced the exact opposite. I mean, I had a waiter. Uh, uh, gift uh, the my my uh, a friend of mine in Chicago and me two glasses of wine at lunch right before I left to come out here and I thought I looked at her and I said, "Do you think that means we're cute? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so old. We're cute now. You're drinking at lunch." Hello. <laughs> We have a call, Sue. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hey, Lynn. It's Mike in D.C. Uh, hi, Mike. That guy in the Frenchman, I guess he's French. Yeah. Um, he has a fetish. That's what it's clearly, called. Clearly. Clearly. It sounds he, like he has he a fetish. He likes women, women in quotation marks, between this age and that age, and it's his fetish, and he's trying to justify it as... So something other than that, it's just his fetish. It's the only way he can get it up. And so the problem isn't that he is inadequate, meaning he can only get it up for this small portion of the population or of available women. The problem is that um, the women are the problem because he's, they're the problem. I get no, it. No, you're the problem, dude. You can't get it up except if it's an Asian woman between 20 and 25. Right. By the way – Stereotypically, they look more like boys than non-Asian women, and I wanted—I'd love to be his therapist to talk about that one too. <laughs> well done, I thank you. Well done, freak. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Mike. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Good. Paul writes. Obviously, when we were talking about the Vietnamese restaurant. I listen at work with right. earbuds, and you and Susan have me laughing out loud, and people are running to my office to see what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him he's laughing probably at a really high volume. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for uh, making my day. Yeah, he's, he's laughing louder than he real, realized. Right. Uh, Lucy says there was a Law & Order SVU episode a while back that had a similar storyline about a woman getting pregnant you know yeah i'm sure it's probably happened before jesus christ um let me see wait a minute i thought oh susan i, I want yeah because i know you're able to do we have another caller can two girls <laughs> from green bay get a word in edgewise here great we got a caller hello 
Unfortunately, it's me. Yeah, I knew um, it was. I just I knew it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Same to you. Same to everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Nappy New Year's. Um, when you were talking about, you know, you reached a certain age and then, you know, you yeah. realize, you know, things change. Yeah. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. Aww. In the opposite, in the opposite direction. You know, this is why I hesitate to bring yes, it up. Yes, men, men get more attractive, you asshole. Yeah. It, it, yeah, and I, and <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I thought, ah, get the hell out of here. And now I'm an old guy with a graying beard. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's I true. Noticed it, you know? Yeah, you're it, hot. It, it's really, what's that? You're hot. Yeah, well, and I always think it's like, you know, young girls with daddy issues <laughs> or something. You know, oh, there's that old wise guy. You know, I noticed my brothers. Ago. My my brothers suggest this because secretly they think you're harmless. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Because he he, he notices, yeah, girls you're, pawing at him, and he thinks they think he's fair game because he won't paw back. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That, that's well. That's that's definitely <laughs> definitely the way that way with me. But I also noticed that years ago. With another regular caller who was a tall, graying guy. All right, all and right. Young girls. <laughs> yeah, and I and I thought I thought it was weird then, and now that I've become that guy, it's weird now. I don't get it. You know, and I I really do think it's that um, the old wise. You yeah. look at uh, every old wise guy, and you know, in mythology and history, it's always some guy with a graying beard. <laughs> you know. And, uh, or a gray beard, you know, and I, it's, it's, to me, I think it's, it's and I, I think your brother has a point, too. There's, there's a harmlessness, you know, instead of some young guy always, you know, I don't know, pawing at you when the older guys are more harmless and delicate and well, understanding. I think, and yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's true. I mean, I know, I think maybe I, too, will be more flirtatious with an older man because I figure... You know, come on, you ain't doing anything, and neither am I, right? So, it's yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> man, is, is is this planet unfair or what? <laughs> <laughs> also, that whole older women with no makeup. I wish every woman, older woman in the world, would understand that. Yeah. You know, it, it's you know, it, you can't wear that type of. If I see one more woman in her 50s or 60s trying to do that eyebrow thing that the young girls are doing. What are they doing? <laughs> paint, paint, those, paint those, those black eyebrows on, you know, or those, those really, really. I, I, don't th I don't think that looks good on anybody. What are they doing? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what, are, what are they doing? They, they're taking a magic marker the broad side and just drawing a line across their foreheads. I, what did you say, Clarence? Yeah, that's what it looks like. But actually, there are you can go to a a beautician and get that done. They they oh. trim your eyebrows to perfection, and then they they actually use stencils and sometimes you know either paint or airbrush your eyebrows on. Mm -hmm. You know, right. that's calling your eyebrows are on fleek. <laughs> that's the term. You know you what know, though? I have to tell it. you, I have noticed some and like <laughs> Hollywood types. Uh, start and and it does. It looks painted on. It looks totally false. It's weird looking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how yeah, I was. I think I these am. eyebrows are the uh, 
the mullets of the future. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> God. So why are you, how are so you anyway, so I, up on this, uh, you know, women's, uh, what's going on in women's makeup, Clarence? Um, he looks at faces for a living. Ah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> she <laughs> saved you. Yeah, she saved you. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, and, and, and I remember when now my niece had taught me the on fleek word, and I'm drawing two young girls. They were in their teens, and I said, your eyebrows are on fleek. And they go, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they were shocked that I said it, and it was like a, a shock, you know, a surprise, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, they really felt complimented when I said that their eyebrows were on fleek. But that was two years ago, so I don't even know if the word still. <laughs> yeah, still it's probably thing. moved on. It only applied to eyebrows. You couldn't say, you know, you know, uh, your lipstick is on fleek. It was only eyebrows, very specific. And nobody knows where the term came from. <laughs> God. Uh, the Internet. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all, yeah but be, to be honest, I've always been up on, I have six sisters. Right. I was reading Glamour magazine and <laughs> Cosmopolitan as an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was always up, you know, on, uh, you know, women's fashion and all that stuff. I used to be really good at it. Yeah. You know? And sh- shocking um, that you're a bachelor. Oh, I'll, I'll die a bachelor. That's, that's, just, that's just not going to happen. Even, you know, my best friend is a woman, a uh-huh. married woman. She's my best friend. Sure. And uh, we, we, always, we always talk about that. I said, yeah, I'm going out. I said, yeah, I'm definitely I'm going out as a, as a bachelor. There's, there's just no possible way I can have anybody live with me. I'm so set in my ways. I can't. <laughs> definitely not. By bachelor, you mean... Not married, right? Not yeah, I don't yeah. mean a monk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, didn't no, call no, you a monk. I said a bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're a bachelorette or whatever that's yes, called. Yes, I am. So. Yes, I am. It's called a spinster. We're going to come up with a man that never gets married. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, a all those him. terms, uh, uh, terms for women are always negative. Right. A man that doesn't get married and it hasn't been married is simply still available. Ah, there you go. Still You're available. never off the market. Right. Yeah. Right. As you're I finding out. Five years ago, you would have said gay, right? Right. <laughs> well, that's true. Probably gay. He's probably gay. But, but now that's gay true. men could get married, so that's gone. Right. <laughs> 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 Can't use that one. I think so. You know how many yeah. people have thought, thought that think or thought that I was gay? I know women's fashion. I'm relatively neat. I put creases in my jeans for goodness sake. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> well, that does. <laughs> the guy has to. He has to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, okay. This is the last thing. When uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy first came out. My two lesbian yeah. sisters called at separate separate times. They finally said, they said, Clarence, we know what you are. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're a metrosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was metrosexual before metrosexual yeah. was cool. You <laughs> were. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you might be. Yeah. You might have started it all. Who the hell knows? Jeez. <laughs> Way to go, yeah, Clarence. You grew up with six sisters. That? <laughs> Way to go. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, what's the thing with the eyebrows? It's, sh- what's the word? Fleek, fleek, F-L-E-E-K. Oh, I, okay, well, I'm just saying that's sleek, that you're so cool. 
right now. No, that's precisely wrong, but okay. I Why do you it. mean it's precisely wrong? <laughs> it only applies to eyebrows. It okay. only applies to eyebrows. Okay, but you know what's... By the way, <laughs> Sam, is. I, I have a funny feeling your son is on a way to live in a life of Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> does, he, does he have a girlfriend? Does I would be the I would be the last to know. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Isn't this a HIPAA violation or something? The boy deserves his privacy. Excuse me, the man. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but I don't think so, Clarence. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying a word here. I'm not saying a word. Okay. Because I, I okay. okay. Sorry, Sam. Okay. But sleek, All I just right. want to point out, is a is a is a spinach dish, isn't it? What? Sleek. You ordered in a mid 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 eastern restaurant. Sleek. S L E E K. It's like uh, greens and is good stuff. Sleek. I'm telling you, I've ordered it. Oh, I've I've never heard that before. There you go. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I think, well, I think I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more thing. I was talking to Tom. You remember him? Sissy White Liberal? Yes, of course. And yes. I told him that you called <laughs> I told him that you called me a uh polymath one time and yeah. then I had to ask you what that was. <laughs> and I thought that was I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> all right, you know it all. Uh, okay. out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey. All right. <laughs> I want to give you. I just. I just uh, googled sleek. So yeah. what is it? The first thing that comes up is extremely good, attractive, or stylish. Like my hair is on sleek right now. So, on sleek. So that means that Clarence is wrong. Okay. Then the Urban Dictionary sleek says an annoying term used by annoying teenagers, see middle schoolers, meant to be on point. And then uh, a word used by those intent on decimating the English language and further depleting the ever-dwindling repository of individuals capable of intellectual conversation. <laughs> it goes on. Yeah, but nowhere does it say you can eat it? I'm serious. Uh, no. Well, uh, sleek or not, sleek is a word worth knowing. Born in a Vine video on June 21st, 2014, the term sleek is a busy word. It was originally and still is most commonly applied to perfectly groomed eyebrows. But the word has been used to describe everything from hash browns to skateboards. Okay. No, I'm not coming up with anything about... Gigi uh, says, sleek is a dish with black-eyed peas and kale. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. It is. It's so good. Because it's like beans and greens, only Mideastern. Sleek, I'm telling you. Black-eyed peas and usually well, kids. Yeah. I'm telling you that I, I haven't, uh, yes, okay. It I'll exists. Sleek food. It, it exists. I've eaten it. Because if you just do sleek. I've eaten it on Murray, I know, on Forbes Avenue in Squirrel Hill. Oh, no, no, now I'm getting more meal prep on sleek recipes. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. It's good. Actually, I should learn how to make it because I really like it. Um, and it'd be easy. It's greens and beans, right? Oh, Susan. What? Um, uh, researchers. I'm looking up sleek recipes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Research. 
wait, 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 wait. Uh, sleek comes from Milton. Uh, oh, he sent me a recipe. Oh, man, thanks. Kale, onion, couscous, garlic, black-eyed peas or black beans and lemon. What could go wrong? That sounds delicious. Yeah, what could go Send wrong? Send me the recipe. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this from the science section of the New York Times today. Researchers say an overstuffed and scattered household can lead to increased stress. A cluttered home is a stressful home. It also says that people who procrastinate are more often likely to have a cluttered home. Well, of course. <laughs> 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 I mean, I always feel... Ergo. <laughs> I always feel such, such pleasure when there's a part of my kitchen counter that just is a repository, right? I can't be alone here. For you walk I in know, the door I and baby, and everyone's the kitchen counters yesterday. Right, it was it, just like it, amazing. I, it's amazing. Every once in a while, you'll like say, "Okay, I got to attack this," and you most of it gets thrown away. Others belong someplace else. Blah blah blah, and you have this totally clear thing, and then it just starts cluttering up again. But what the what the research shows is that clutter, especially for women. <laughs> can produce a physiological response, increasing uh, uh, levels, increasing levels of stress hormones, cortisol, which of course doesn't surprise me. And it says, no wonder I drove my daughter nuts during those years. Yeah, we together. <laughs> yeah, because you are a you are a clutterer. The first thing Lynn does when she comes to visit me in my home is to get in my kitchen and and move everything, and I find it like six years later, it's so aggravating. <laughs> Did you get it all back to where you want it? Surely uh, you've kept. Oh, surely you've kept the pots and pans a little more organized. Surely I did. <laughs> I'm supposed to say, don't call me Shirley. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, there... That for some people, clutter does evoke a strong <laughs> response, <laughs> and and it also says that people, old you know, the older you get, the more you tend to uh, get frustrated with clutter. And I'm thinking our mother is a case in point, right? Yeah. What does imagine how I drive her nuts during? Oh the my God! Months. What doesn't she throw out <laughs> if something is sit? I mean, if something is sitting anywhere for more than, what, 20 seconds, it's gone, right? Uh, so you two are an odd couple in, in, in that way. Uh, among older adults, clutter is associated with life dissatisfaction. So, ergo, our mother is totally satisfied with her life. She throws everything out only annoys her right so clutter right and you can't even you can't even like finish dinner around her if right. she's done 
And, and you know, I don't eat much to begin with, but it's like I, I have to <laughs> guard have your to plate. Grab plate back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. She's, there's nothing. You even go into closets and there's nothing. She's thrown everything out. And how often does she find out that she's looking for something that she threw out? Eh? And, or that she threw out something that I would have liked her to keep. Well, exactly. I wish she would have asked me first. You right, know. right. But I think but that's part of goes with her sort of... to do? It goes with her happy attitude, though. She refuses to be bogged. She doesn't want things around. Uh... Because all the doctors in this report say are saying things like, uh, most of us, uh, what we accumulate, we do not need. Duh. Right? And, right. Right. And even though clutter is in the eye of the beholder, the fact is, is if we live in a materialistic age, I mean, my God, the stuff just keeps on coming in the door. Do you know, uh, you know, it was garbage day in my neighborhood today. And the last two garbage days, which have been since Christmas, it is unbelievable. I so feel for the garbage guys. It is unbelievable what is sitting outside. It's never ending, yeah. The yeah. boxes and boxes and boxes and this is and bags and blah, blah. It's just huge. And I walk, you know, I walk in the dog, I, I, I get to really, uh, you know, see it. Um, and I, I stand there in astonishment, and my, my dog pees on it, but it's just <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable the shit that we consume and the garbage we create. It's, there's something wrong with it, I'm just saying. But it keeps the economy going. I guess. Oh God, I'm you anti-Christmas person. Yeah, well, <laughs> I am too. I just, you know, I, I, I sort of flat out started to rebel. It's just, I, it's all too um, much. It's too much. Well, it, it's too much. It is too much. Right. Um, In a, you know, not what any. Anyway, yes, go ahead. I saw this thing in the Washington Post, and I thought you're the perfect person to, you know, explain this. They said, um, you know, this, I guess, uh, that Congresswoman OCS, COD, uh, AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was uh, yeah. interviewed on 60 Minutes. And uh, she freaked a lot of people out by saying she thought the uh, federal tax rate uh, on incomes uh, over 10 million should go up to 70 percent. And um, mm -hmm. um, and the Washington Post article says that when people start responding to that, it is clear that they don't understand how tax brackets work. How, how graduated taxes work. They right. don't. And Susan, and they so, so you explain it because they actually have a graph here where they explain, no, 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 you don't understand. 
that there's no way that people should be against this kind of graduated tax. Explain it, if you would, Susan. Right. Well, right. We are all, we all pay on graduated tax schedules, you know, of varying degrees. Um, the lowest tax rate being, in, uh, you know, in essence, zero, but then it starts going up to 10. It, well, here's, 20, I actually, I have it. It's know. 10%. Every one of us, if yeah. we make enough, pays 10% on the first $9,525 we make, okay? Right, right. Then, and anything then over... The next amount of money up to the next cap, which is, I believe, $20,000. No, it's 12. There's a 12% 12. rate, which okay. is anything between 9500 and 38000 that gets taxed not at 10, but at 12%. You understand? Right. It's graduated. So your first 9,000 was taxed at, at 10%. 10. Now this next portion has been has been taxed at 12. 12%. Up okay, to 38,700, so. then that part gets right. taxed at 12. After uh, then the next taxable uh, percentage is t it's 22%, and that kicks in on income between 38,700 and 82,500, okay? Oh, so and, and let me just interrupt and remember these schedules vary according whether to whether you're single right. or married filing right. jointly. Right. So those amounts and bra and brackets, the brackets don't change, the amounts change depending on your filing right. status. But so what to cut to the chase what she is saying is once we have stepped our way up to making ten million a year. She's talking about people making ten, ten million. million. She's people who make right. over and ten million. Used, right. And this is after they've used all of their available dodges and, and whatever. Yeah. Know, that that amount which still remains to be taxed, which is over ten million should be taxed at 70%. Yeah. And let me just say, there is <laughs> clearly precedent for this. As a matter of fact, we went higher than that. In, and, the, in, and in the 60s and 70s. And I, as children, in the, when, when we sat at dinner and we would listen to our father uh, sitting at the head of the round table. <laughs> right. Which he did. It pronounced forever. Every dollar you spend, I have to make four. Well, do the math. What percentage is he paying? Um, he's paying. He's paying eighty percent. He has to make four dollars, so he's paying seventy-five percent tax bracket over a certain amount of income. Honestly. Over a certain amount, and I'm and I'm here to tell you, folks, it wasn't ten million. No, it's nowhere near ten million. Obviously, it was nowhere near. No, nowhere near it. It, it wasn't, wasn't even one million. It, was not, it, it wasn't, wasn't even near one million. No, it wasn't it even five hundred thousand. It wasn't. I mean, but right. that was then, and this was at a time when the American economy was booming. It did not impact the economy. Pete, but there wasn't the. And it the didn't stop our father from doing business. very well, and right? That's, and that's and that's from whence 
my grandmother's most famous expression emerged, which was after listening to Dad, you know, orate on his tax problem, our grandmother then leaned back, took a drag off her ever-present cigarette, and said, well, Norman, that's a high-class problem you have. Right. Boo-hoo-hoo. Right. So, uh... So, what is being, what is being suggested is hardly new. We've had those rates before. The economy prospered with those rates, yeah. and uh, and and to the extent that she is suggesting them now, I'm suggesting that anybody that's got excess income over ten million, um, you know, can keep a portion of it. You don't need any more of that that to get along every year. You <laughs> How you much do you effing need? You, you're doing just fine. I'm not going to worry about you. Can you and imagine all the... When you, we paid off some of our debt and yeah. we fixed some of our infrastructure, because how the hell do you think we paid for it? There, the tax rate anybody who freaks out here. about this stuff is going to bat for gazillionaires. They can afford this. It's only kicking in if you already are making... Ten million a year. Can you imagine what somebody making ten million a year is worth? Can you imagine how much money they have? Jesus. All right, stop. All right. It turns out that most Americans don't way, get by it. By the way, by the way, Lynn, if they are making ten million a year, they are not subject to this tax. That's right. It's only the it's only the dollar over ten million that starts that, to be subject to this tax. That is right. Aw. So if they make one dollar over ten million, they'd have to pay seventy cents in tax on it. Okay? Do we understand that? I hope so. Okay. Thank you, Susan. You're welcome. Now I'm gonna watch my dog. He was so good. Yes, he was so good, Ernie. You're good. Okay, although we sort of get a bigger kick out. Too bad the fucking fire alarm didn't go off, and Ernie could have done a re maybe heard it and done a little, you know, sing-along. All right. Okay. G give Mom a hug, and uh, thanks. I will. Okay. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. Bye, you guys. See you tomorrow. Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.